everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ghoul Girls. I'm your host, Britt, and then I have my new, lovely, and extremely beautiful, photogenic, angelic with a little touch of demon co-host for today, Gina! Hi, guys! <laughs> if you guys don't remember, Gina was on our last boozy episode where she told us about some creepy experiences that, if you really want to listen to it, go back to our last episode. Because it was really good. It was very spooky. You have a lot of spooky stuff going on about you, Gina. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? A little drunk. We're a little buzzed. We might be a little buzzed. This isn't a boozy episode, but we did premeditate because we're getting into some scary, spooky stuff. We did. Um, but before we jump on subject, I just wanted to give you guys an update. I know all of you guys are home alone in your corona state, right? Right. We, unfortunately, I am an essential worker. I am essential to this nation. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I am saving lives out there, guys, in the front line. One China flight at a time. One China flight at a time. <laughs> I got to get all my Chinese ghost stories ready for our oh, China man. episode. Maybe one day. I'm working on it. I want to do like a special like flying episode. No. What do you mean no? That's scary. How is that? It's it's flying. I feel ghost. like flying is like the. The, the like, middle? because you can't control, you have no control when you're in a plane. Like, you literally have to take all of your Bro, control. imagine being on a haunted nope. plane. No, thank you. I would hate that shit. You we cannot go anywhere. You no. just got a little ghostly. Can you, because like being on a plane, you already have to like remit any control issues you have to the front door. You have to check those with there is the no front door. There's only the side doors. Um, okay. Okay. Fair. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. But you have to check those with the flight attendant. And so to sit there without any control on a plane and then it be haunted, like seeing a, a fucking gremlin flying on the <gasps> wing. If you're sitting in a wing aisle. What was that from? Airplane. Airplane. There you go. How <laughs> lovely. Guys, don't forget to drink your water. And stay safe oh, in this quarantine. Right. Once again, I don't fly. I don't want to fly. But I'm telling you right now, I am taking a trip to Alaska after this quarantine is all over. That makes me so nervous. I'm going to put like a geotag on you. Please do. I will. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to discover the truth about all those people missing in Alaska. It's coming up. It's going to happen. I'll live stream it. You need to be like live twenty four seven though, because we cannot lose you. <laughs> we'll be on that. You're live not allowed stream. to go in any forest. I am staring for- at you. <laughs> she is staring at me, telling me no, shaking her head. No, no forests. <laughs> Look, everyone. This episode. Let me get back to our main episode. Is titled. <laughs> Gina, what's the title of this episode? Hoopla of horror. I had her say it because I don't think I can pronounce all those H's. Hoopla of horror, guys. We're talking about the spirit games, games to contact the dead, games to contact dead people and demons and even guardian angels. We're here to talk about rituals. I mean, I'm not talking about like rituals like sacrificing baby's blood because that's only something I do on Sundays. Hey, it's Sunday. Oh shit. Where's our babies at? Where are all our dead babies? I don't see any. I don't see any here. Well, Next Sunday, we'll sacrifice the yeah, dead babies. Yeah, we need to make sure we have them. Okay, well, I'll go. I'll prepare them. I'll prep them. <laughs> I'll prep them for our ritual. <laughs> Anyways, guys. So the reason that I wanted to talk about that on this episode, not dead babies, but the ritual experiences, is because now that we're in quarantine, I thought that it would be a cool idea to see if anyone actually did any of these rituals, or maybe you guys would be interested in doing them. I know a lot of people discourage you guys from trying, 
but you know me, I'm very rebellious. I think that you guys should try them yeah. and let me know how they ex- how your experiences was. I will tell you guys firsthand, I didn't hear any of these until I was yes. I was briefed earlier today. I gave and her they are very... quite fascinating. <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear them in more detail. Okay, like so first off, I figured we could do something. We could talk about something a little bit like what is kind of a ritual so I wanted to kind of read you guys the definition of what a ritual is because there's different interpretations of what you know what it is so here it is um a ritual is a sequence of activities involving gestures words actions or objects performed in a sequestered place sorry my pronunciation is a little effed up a little buzz and according to a set sequence rituals may be prescribed by traditions of a community including a religious community also in Hindu religious community, rituals are characterized but not defined by formalism, traditionalism, um, rule, governance, uh, sacral symbolism, and performance. So pretty much, I would say every culture has specific rituals. Um, believe it or not, which is weird, I didn't really think of it like this, but saying hello is a ritual when you first meet someone. Right. Shaking hands is like a form of a ritual. Same thing with like um, marriages, funerals, all that kind of corresponds with rituals because there's something that we do, we do they're very sacred, right? So we can all definitely, definitely say that we all practice rituals, right? Right. So you, you would go to a funeral, you would go to a wedding, right? You guys are all occultists now. Boom. Yeah, buddy. I'm an occultist. (laughs) Anyways. um, But that's just something that I didn't really think about it like that. Right. You know, rituals have been around for many, 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 many years. I guess because the term ritual is more derogatory in nature. So I feel like like a wedding wouldn't necessarily be a ritual, right? Because maybe religious people or religious folk have used ritual as a negative or derogatory in a derogatory way to describe something that's being done that they don't understand or goes against their beliefs or which is a really curious thing because we all practice rituals we have like sacred rituals religious rituals but it's always like a weird connotation that people have with that word specifically Mm -hmm. which you know i thought was it's really crazy because it is derived from like the latin word I know I'm going to say this wrong, even though it's only a few letters, but I'm going to try it anyways. It's from the Latin word called ritualis, which is kind of like rituals, Mm -hmm. you know, root word or whatever. Um, But anyways, like, it was just something that I thought was really interesting because it's something that we all practice. Like, we all practice funerals and um, don't even get me started on funerals (laughs) because I get very upset about it because I think that the funeral business is a bunch of bullshit. Well, I mean, the same could be said for wedding. Yeah, wedding. But like, I was reading this article about this lady. Um, she I actually have her book. In my, I will let you borrow her book. Her book is in my closet. Okay. But um, pretty much it's about like how we as a society put so much money into the dead. Oh yeah. And that a lot of funeral homes will charge a specific price. So let's say you're holding like a memorial at a hall. Mm-hmm. If you select um, for a funeral, they upcharge you for that. Which I'm just like, we're just celebrating someone dying and you're going to charge us an extra $150. Mm-hmm. The fuck, man? That's pretty fucked up, right? I mean, I'm not tripping, right? Well, like, that's why it's... it. Yeah, the funeral business itself is yeah. a sham, but... Same thing with flowers. If you order flowers for um, a funeral, there's a funeral tax on it. Yep. And I'm like, look, people are dying all the time. They're not hurting for money. 
Right. They're not. Especially in the neighborhood that I live in, people are always like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gina's like, this bitch is crazy. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> like, thinking, because I had to pay for my mom's cremation. It's I had to pay ex- a tax obscene. to the hospital for uh, the autopsy. Obscene amount of money. Yeah, and just thinking about it, like, I remember there was a specific price that you had to pay for the it's memorial ridiculous. in the funeral home. They capitalize off of people. Oh, yes. It's a, it's a big, like... And it's like, it's, it's so fucked up too, because if you don't have the 5,500 to pay for this cremation, you can't get the body, which is fucked up. Like how can you deprive people of, of their dead relative for what, for, for greed? Greed It doesn't cost that much. This is why I, I'm going to tell Max, you can use this as my will of last right of testament, burn me. In the back of my house, <laughs> spread my ashes around haunted locations, and I will haunt all those places. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want no one wearing me around their shoulders. I don't want to be made into jewelry, but I want my ashes to be spread in every haunted place across America. Because I want to travel. And you best believe Fair. I will be the twerking ghost. So one of my favorite songs, just to, to kind of piggyback off of the traveling, is called In an Airplane Over the Sea, and it talks about... When you die. Is that by um, Neutral Milk Neutral Hotel? Milk Hotel? Yeah. yeah. So, nice. Dude. you know, funny. <laughs> funny to move into that. That will be you. We will play that song. Do it. When we spread your ashes. Yes. All over the world. I, that's all I want. But you I'm going to carry like a little piece. No. I think it's. Next to my heart and you'll travel with me everywhere every day. Okay. How about this? You just put me in like a tattoo on your skin. <gasps> I could do that. That sounds so cool. That would be super cool. Loki, I was going to do that to my dogs when they passed away. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, can you use this ink? It's specific. I just don't tell him how it is. That would be super cool. I'm just, it's because I just feel weird, like, oh, having someone hold me around their, around their body, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm weird, you know? I'm a very free spirit. I want to haunt people. You don't understand. I want to haunt Have people. Have you ever seen Human Ashes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're so weird, right? I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen that um, My Strange Addiction where the girl eats her husband's ashes? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's crazy. This girl's just eating her husband's ashes. That's so... You know Nope. What? That's That crosses a firm line for me. <laughs> Anyways, back to rituals, okay? So we have... Um, okay, so... Rituals can be categorized by formalism, which is like shit that we pretty much like practice all the time, which is like social, like rituals tend to support traditional forums like social hierarchy, authority, and maintains uh, assumptions on which authority is based on from a challenge. So that's kind of what um, formalism is. Um, And then we have traditionalism, which I'm pretty sure more people are like into that one which is like just like the religious rites when you have people get baptized it's also like a form of a ritual and stuff like that um then we have uh the rule of governance which is uh governed by rules and it features somewhat like formalism uh rules impose impose norms on chaotic of chaos of behavior either defined by our outer limits of what is accepted or choreographing each move individuals are held to a community approved customs that evoke legitimate communal authority that can constrain and constrain the possible outcome sorry guys i'm like reading so horrible right now um so pretty much it would be like uh war rights um highly ritualized constraints on certain things if Mm -hmm. that makes sense um 
we also have like sacrifice, my personal favorite <laughs> forms of rituals. I think that we should start sacrificing virgins on a temple. And I feel like once we stop doing that, um, our society went downhill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, I know I'm safe because I am not a virgin. I'm not safe. Oh, my sweet virgin, virginal child. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's all I'm saying. We should just go back to the old days where you sacrifice goats and babies and virgins. I am none of those things, so I feel like I am safe. Yeah, I think we would both be at the top of that mountain sacrificing or people. Or we would be burned as witches. I like my my alternate universe a little bit better than that. <laughs> Probably. Okay, guys. Um, but yeah, so we have different, like I said, the different types of rituals. You have your rites of passage. Do you guys all know what those are? Um, licking white dog shit off the floor could be considered like a rite of passage. Peeping Tom. You know, oh, you have to peep into this lady's, this old lady's house and watch her getting changed. That's a rite of passage and you can hang out with us, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or um, looking for your father's Playboy magazine. Yes. Your bed. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Those are rites of passage. Also a form of a ritual. Um, and then you have your, like, uh, commemorative rites, which are, like, Chinese New Year would be one. So or your 18th birthday or your, your 21st birthday. birthday. There you go. <laughs> See, these are all just different types of rituals. I'm just trying to get you guys familiarized with what the terminology is. So when we get into these like um, rituals and games that people play, you can kind of have a better... Because I feel like a lot of people hear me talk about like, oh, this is a sacrificial ritual. You know, people think like, oh, you're sacrificing babies. No, like a lot of it is you're sacrificing a certain part of your self. Mm -hmm. To kind of gain, like, a higher knowledge of stuff. Um, there's this one ritual that I was reading about where you kind of sacrifice, like, the negative energy in your life. And in turn, during the ritual, you receive, like, kind of, like, enlightenment. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of rituals are tied into meditation. Okay. So, I mean, it's not always bad. I just want to emphasize that it's not always a bad thing, right? Yeah, we want to try to re remove the negative connotation with yes, the word ritual. Yes, I mean... Even our, like, politicians do political right, rituals, you know? Like, mm -hmm. all that whole presidential campaigns and all that bullshit. Technically, that's kind of like a ritual. You know, it's something that we practice. It's something that we do. It's something that we perform with, like, divinity that we're always going to have. It. It's something that happens at the same time of year, every four years or whatever, when we do our presidential elections and all of our, you know, it's the same time. That's technically a form of a ritual. Um, I think right. a lot of it gets tied in with, like, religion, and I feel like religion always tries to, like, I guess... Domineer. Yeah, domineer stuff. You know, if it's not something that you appreciate, then it's bad, you know? Right. But then you guys should always make your own decisions about these things. I always emphasize that. Think for yourself. Right. Okay. okay. Do not be a lemming. <laughs> it's, don't be a sheep now. Oh, That's the new terminology. My bad. No, you're just... You're just growing, you're expanding just, your beautiful mind. I'm just old. <laughs> you are not old. Shut up, Dina. I will strangle you with this cord right here. Oh, baby. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love her so much, guys. You have no idea. Okay. Okay, so then we... <laughs> Sometimes she's As just... As I get her off track, we're a little hot and bothered in here. It's and we're really, all alone. It's really crazy. Okay, so anyways... 
I wanted to get back into different spiritual rituals that we have. So we have, um, these are just some that I found that I thought were really interesting because we're going to do rituals first and then we're going to switch over to how to talk to fucking spirits and ghosts. Yeah, buddy. But we're going to start off easy because I don't want you guys to be overwhelmed by my crazy sense of craziness. No one will be overwhelmed. If they're listening to this podcast, they're not overwhelmed. <laughs> okay. So the first, one of the rituals that I thought was pretty cool, um, pretty much it's to make an altar. So okay. all you do is you just find kind of like a, a nice surface. Um, it could be like a windowsill. You can have like um, something outside, just some like a little flat spurt, um, like space. And I know that a lot of people practice this, but like Dila de los Muertos, mm-hmm. people use that. That's like um, kind of like a ritual, like a an altar to someone's family. Um, you would usually place flowers, heads, like headshots of wherever you're trying to kind of like um not worship but like kind of appreciate and stuff like that pretty much it's the same premise of the other muertos but you're just it's something that you have in your home all the time a lot of people actually do it with um the virgin mary so or just saints in general yeah Yeah. saints in general which is like really cool i've seen some really good altars i also see a lot of um uh wiccan people have sent me their uh like wiccan followers that i have they've sent me their altars and they're really pretty they have like stone set up with whatever like um deity that they worship it would be another thing for it mm-hmm. too because you're just showing like, your appreciation for them right. which i thought was a really cool one um another one that i heard was uh it's called um pretty much you're inviting a spirit into your home um let me read you the definition of that one um another way to honor your ancestors or whoever you're trying to honor um is during it doesn't necessarily have to be halloween time but it's a time when you, um, they usually say fall or autumn is like the best time to do it because that's usually, in pagan beliefs, that's usually when they would worship like or kind of show appreciation to their ancestors. Okay. Um, pretty much you set down a place at your dinner table. Um, your evening meal can include dark bread, apples, root vegetables, organic cider, or wine. I would probably prefer wine. Yeah, wine sounds good. <laughs> um, you set the places for your family as usual and add an extra plate for the spirit relative to that you would like to join you interesting so you would have like a spot to invite them into your home and they could eat dinner with you and your family which i thought was you know like pretty interesting (laughs) um another one was like um you leave little spots in your home or your office or whatever you spend most of your time at you leave little patches of flowers and you kind of you know say your little prayers and you kind of attach your personal energy to that object. Mm-hmm. And then as the days progress, some people have reported seeing the object move in different directions. But a lot of it, a lot of it is just charging your energy. So mm-hmm. you kind of really focus and you kind of meditate yourself into putting your energy into that object. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have reported having it move across different parts. That would be really interesting to see. That one I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, tarot cards. Mm-hmm. which I do practice. I really want to do like a live reading of tarot cards. We I so I bought a tarot deck, really? a really fucking cool one actually. Yeah. And so I've been sleeping with them to kind of like get that like bomb. get that vibe. No, I feel you. And I've been having some real crazy crazy dreams. Oh, oh yes. With it I haven't dreamt um until recently for at least like the last 6 months and the the last like oh. week. Remember I was like Whoa. Sorry, that was all me, guys. Sorry, I scared myself. <laughs> you scared both of us. Um, about the dreams that I was having, and okay. they happened when I was 
when I was had sleeping with my hair. I have three tarot decks. Oh my gosh. I have well, I have my favorite one, which I, I love. Um, I kind of stopped reading tarot cards after a while just because, yeah. you know, the stress of life got to me. Yeah. Um, I actually taught, self-taught myself palmistry for four years. Yeah, so. I studied it. We should do that. We should do that as an episode. Tarot cards. We'll read each other. And then... Yes. But yeah. so I, I self-taught myself. I've read no, like that's so amazing. So that's many books, dude. So talented. Thank you. It's the only I can't draw or paint or write. Hi, that is a lie. That is a bold faced <laughs> lie. Let me tell you guys. So I'm sitting in her in her like game room, right? And she's got the coolest fucking painting sitting above a door. It looks no, don't. I, I I appreciate the humility that you have and like you being humble, but this is oh the God. coolest fucking painting ever. Guys. And I was able to guess that it was hers because it was I really fucking cool. I drew Shrek as a pilgrim. Dude, it's so legit. You should actually post this on you your. I, yes. Maybe you guys will see it on a uh, Google Girls um at Google Girls here on, on Instagram on IG because it's seriously. Really? Like it's I just, really I look fucking at it cool. All I see is Shrek. Guys, you have to see this picture. He's wearing a top hat. He's green. He he has a black hair. No, it's just like... really cool. She so she's full of shit when she says that she's not artistic because that's a lie. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just I'm just a girl out here trying to read some tarot cards. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to turn a profit here. <laughs> Anyways, tarot cards is one of the ways that people said that you know to get in touch with your spirits and whatever. Um, there's also making an offering. Um, it was tradition to bury apples near the front doors and offering for the dead as they traveled between worlds. Um, why not? You can also plant one in remembrance of your relative and maybe something will come out that to have some extra special energy to Vietnamese people do that too. They have really? altars. Um, like if you've ever seen in their business, they'll leave out like fruits and uh, like oranges and apples and they'll, they'll have either like the president's picture or they'll have like a shrine to ancestors to help them remain nice. successful and stuff like that. Okay, so this is where we're going to get a little bit dark. So, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, they say you can try mirror magic. So, <laughs> mirror gazing, also called scrying, is a way of tapping into the paranormal. That's thought to be um, a particular effect... Uh, uh, sorry, my tongue is all tied up right now. Um, that's thought to be um, particularly effective at uh, Samhain. I don't know how to pronounce that word, Samhain. Sam, Sam Hyde. Yeah, Sam Hyde. Right. Okay. Um, pretty much, you sit comfortably in front of a mirror, place a personal item of the whatever spirit you're trying to collect connect to, um, and that's going to be kind of like your tether. Um, sit quietly and breathe deeply. Angle the mirror ever so slightly that you can look into it without seeing your own reflection. So you don't want to see yourself in the mirror. Okay, so you, like, theoretically place it on the ground so that it's... You can do that, yeah. Or try and position it to a certain angle. Or, okay. So, um, gaze into the reflection when you feel yourself... Oh, wait, hold on. Gaze into the reflection when you feel yourself starting to relax. Try to keep your eyes unfocused. Touch the items around you and continue to gaze. With luck, you may begin to see and hear the presence of one of your past or relatives or the person who you're trying to contact. Um, once you're finished, you can either snuff out the flame to close the gateway or leave it burning to help guide other spirits on their journey into the living world. But you should never leave the flame unattended because that can start fires. <laughs> we That's what we're worried about. Starting <laughs> fires. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just, 
picture like someone who actually is really listening to my podcast being like, I'm about to set this shit on fire. I'm gonna burn this house down. Fuck it. I'm gonna get some spirits up in this bitch. I will be one of them. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that, that was just one of like, those are more, I wanna say like positive energy ones, you know, that we're kind of working into. Now we're gonna go over to scary. Horse. Oh, sorry. First of all, that one was kind of scary. I yeah, sat I on the edge of my seat, like, <laughs> imagining, like, Bloody Mary. Do you remember? That's one of the ones we're going to talk oh, about right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump ahead. No, no. You're good. You're good. You're already any, in tune. Any mirror stuff, like, totally, like, freaks me out. Like, I won't walk by mirrors at night, like, well, when okay. all the lights are off in my house. But mirrors are always kind of like a gateway to another Right. realm right? right so a lot of like um cultures um that's why in like scary shit you always hear like people you know like not really like you always see scary shit in mirrors mm-hmm. all the time every scary movie has fucking mirrors covered right or there's fucking someone you turn around there's someone in the fucking mirror have you ever seen oculus yes okay big old mirror boo-boo right there like right. hello that's yeah. my I never understood why people always hang mirrors in their doorways. Oh, that's um to see what's coming in behind you. Look, that's, if something's gonna come in behind you, it's I'm, gonna come I'm in just behind saying, you. So I had to think about that. I have a um one of my longtime friends is Chinese, oh. and that's like a Chinese thing. You always put a mirror um uh, facing an entry behind you to to so, to allow you to see what's coming in behind you, like as a protection. Hmm. See, I hear, I heard that mirrors are always a way to another um, dimension. Yes. I've... So that's mainly one of the things that I heard that the reason that we have, like, like a lot of people cover mirrors while they're doing specific rituals is because that's a way a spirit can invade your home is through mm. mirrors, which is like, you can't break them. You will get bad luck. So what are you supposed to do? I just broke a mirror in my house <gasps> two weeks ago. Get out of my house. Just I'm kidding. sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I'm not superstitious. I don't believe in superstitions. But if I see a ghost in a mirror, I'm, I, I'm not going to punch the mirror. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. No, I am. I'm on board with you on that. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. <laughs> no, because now I'm thinking like, I walk through the, I'm, I live alone with my children. And now I'm thinking like through my head. How many times have I passed by that broken mirror? <laughs> Fix it or get rid of it. I I know. I need to take it out to the trash. But, you know, just, you know, be be careful when you take it out to the trash. Thanks. Because, like, what if you throw it away and then there's, like, a fucking deadly can standing you, by? Oh, can so, you fucking oh, so. not? I'm sorry. I'm by myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It's just, it's just me being crazy. I'm going to take you home with me so that way I can do it. I will fight it. any spirit. I will fight. I have so you much sage. You will be sage. my hero. I have so much sage. I'm out throwing some salt. Like, have you guys seen that meme about the, oh, the, the really hot chef and he's throwing the salt? Like, that will be me. I will fight a ghost just like I will fight a baby. You will be salt bay. Salt bay. That will be me. But I'm just saying, I want to clarify. I will fight a baby. I don't care. I will... I don't care if you're a kid. I'll fight you. I don't care. Look. Look. I had this big conversation at work. We're talking about fighting children. If a children is possessed and he's coming at me, I will fight that kid. I don't oh care if it is gosh. 
Outside. I love your kids. They're what so beautiful. What if it's that baby from Dawn of the Dead that I she kick, births? I will kick that little but shit. But she was, like, so, so happy to have that little zombie baby. Would you fight it? I will fight that baby. Would ba- you kill that baby? If that baby's trying to kill me, you best believe I'm going to be like, <laughs> that's me hitting my elbow on the baby's head if he's trying to fight me. I don't oh care. God. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. If a kid is trying... if. When oh, I've had this conversation so many times at work, if a kid is possessed and he's trying to kill me, I could fight a twelve-year-old. I could, I know okay. I could. I'm a, I'm pretty stocky. Like I think I could do it. You don't think I could, huh? She's no, I like, think this, you could. She's like this demonic twelve-year-old will beat your ass. <laughs> I'm just thinking like they have like possession on their side. Aren't <laughs> demons are a little bit like feisty? Okay. <laughs> let's get into our games okay so i spent a lot of time doing my little like kind of britney is really ocd and she likes to go down rabbit holes which gina spent like before this podcast we spent like two hours talking about my crazy rabbit holes that i fall into Mm -hmm. and so i started getting into like um if i haven't mentioned it yet um there's a really good reddit forum that i like fucking absolutely love um to death um it's pretty much it's like a it's called three kings and it's pretty much a really good reddit forum where they tell you how to get in contact with with the ghosts and spirits and stuff like that um so i wanted to start off talking about a basic simple one that everyone knows about because i wanted you guys to know about it too and I'm pretty sure there are people who've tried it. I tried it when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure you have. Um, it's the Bloody Mary game. Oh. Which is... Yes. We're starting off easy right now, guys. We're we're chilling. We're going to get into the deep stuff later. Um, so pretty much uh, Bloody Mary is kind of like a folk legend. Um, consisting of a ghost or spirit. And you conjured said spirit into your bathroom. Mm-hmm. The way that I was taught... Let's see if your way is similar to mine. Because I know people have done it different ways. Um, mine's was you stand in a restroom. It always has to be a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Door closed. Mm -hmm. One candle lit. One single candle lit. And you must cover your eyes. And you chant Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary three times. No, mine was different. Okay. For mine, we're going to get into yours next. I need to hear this because I want to see what everything's saying. You remove your hands from your eyes and Bloody Mary will be standing behind you. So she could either be, you know, a lot of people from the stories that I read. These are just stories that I read. I did it. I did not experience anything but my asshole family members fucking with me and scaring me. Okay. There was this one time in elementary school. And okay, so it was a long time ago. I don't remember if this is real or not because it happened so long ago. But I remember doing Bloody Mary in my elementary school when I a long time ago and I cannot remember if we did Bloody Mary and the toilets flushed and we got scared and left or if it was just our imagination okay I cannot remember for the life of me but I just remember doing it in our restroom and something happening that we all ran out of there and we were really scared but I can't remember if it was just Hmm. like me being scared because the toilets flushed or 
it was so long ago, but I just remember that was something that scared me doing it in my elementary school. I feel like elementary school was, like, the premise for a lot of scary things. Yeah, like, rituals and stuff like that. Yeah. At least when we were young. Like, that was the one that I knew was the Bloody Mary one. Um, there were, like, other, like... We La had Yorona. Bloody Mary and Candyman. Candy, I remember Candyman, Candyman. Yeah, I remember Candyman. Um, I remember La Llorona. And we didn't, I, they would tell my mother... White school. Oh, yeah. We didn't have that. Oh, we had... if Well, our parents would tell us, if you cry at night, La Llorona is going to get you. That was what my, <gasps> my would family would tell me. Up. And we would be like, ah! And we would pretend like you would hear crying. And it, most likely it was our fucking parents or our fucking my cousins and shit outside crying to freak us kids out, you know? Right. Oh, my God. But that's... It was crazy shit. That would fuck me up. Yeah, exactly. I would not be the person I would I am today if if my mom did that to me. This is all psychological terror that we would get yeah. from my, from my, uh, no, my that's, family. No, that's insane. Um, well, okay, so how was your... Ours Lucky was, um, it was five times with your eyes closed, um, with your hands over your, your eyes. You would okay. chant Bloody Mary five times, and then you would open, and you were supposed to see her in the mirror staring back at you. Okay. No candle or anything like that. Oh. It just had to be a dark room with the door closed. Oh, wow. See, Mike's was always the restroom for some reason. Oh, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, bathroom. We, we always had to be a bathroom, and you always had to have a candle. No, we. I didn't know anything about a candle, but that's how okay. we would do it, and it would always be in elementary. It was always in elementary school. We did it in the bathroom. We would close the door and lock it, and then we would chant the five times. I never saw anything, but... Okay. See, okay. So, which I thought was cool, um... Originally, the whole ritual with mirrors, which I think is so funny because it developed from the original ritual that you would do with the, with the thing was uh, back in like the 18th century or the, 20, the early 20th century. I'm sorry. Um, it was like a kind of you would the ritual was pretty much you would encourage a woman to walk up a flight of stairs backwards holding a candle and a mirror in a dark house like the lights are off. Um, they would gaze into the mirror and they would actually... As they're gazing into it, instead of seeing Bloody Mary, they would see the face of their future husband. Yeah. That sounds scary as fuck. I'm <laughs> sorry. I would be single forever. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? No. Oh, God. I cannot. I would be, I would die single and alone at the ripe old age of 37. Look, look. There was, however, that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper, which... Instead, would indicate that they were going to die before they had a chance to marry. That would be me. That would be me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine you like doing that back in like the 20th century, the early no, 20th century? No, fuck no, I could not. And you do it, and you looking back, and the guy standing behind you is the ugliest motherfucker you've ever seen. It's fucking Chad from. Like I would fucking, throw myself off the stairs that I was it's walking. It's fucking up. Chad, the pervert chad from accounting and you're just oh, like oh God. this is the fucker i have to marry this asshole or the douchey guy steve from fucking human resources that you're just like oh god it's this fucking asshole no. who leans on the water cooler and doesn't let me get my fucking morning coffee no i would be pissed no 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 i would just not <laughs> no there who whoever thought of that whoever made that that up deserves to rot in hell oh. that's terrible <laughs> 
I'm only going to find out my future husband while walking up like fucking stairs backwards with a candle in a dark ass fucking house. No, thank you. I better see the fucking Grim Reaper at that point because I'm going to throw myself off those fucking stairs before I find out who I'm marrying. Look, but what if he's handsome? No. Look, if I do that shit right now and I see a nice ass like fucking Ewan McGregor behind me, you best believe I'll be like, current boyfriend. I'm telling you. Mine's going to be the Grim Reaper. I'm like, almost 40 and still not married. It's going to be the look, Grim I also Reaper. Have, okay, look. Aside from that, I've also had my feet swept. So I already know I'm not going to get married. My <sighs> job... You never heard about that? Getting your feet swept? No, what the fuck is uh, that? What? Girl, if someone sweeps your feet... And this is in Hispanic cultures. I'm Hispanic. Um, if they sweep your feet, you don't get married. You never heard what of that? What is it? No. Dude. Okay, my friend Christian, he's been on this podcast... Motherfucker purposely sweeps my feet so I don't get married. <gasps> I've had my, like, where they take a broom and, like, sweep your Yeah. Feet. Oh, fuck. Well, then that explains We're a not lot. getting married. Thank you, people who swept our feet, you freaking assholes. I'm never going to get married after I'm this. never going to get married then. Because yeah. that shit used to... Same thing. Wow. If you put your purse... My heart... I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was my heart breaking. <laughs> That's like the only thing that I want at this point in my life. I've 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 gained everything else, and now and now I've found out that I will never have that. Also, oh, it's fantastic. Thank you. Oh my god. But no, no, I never heard of that until just now. Yeah, it's just something that like. Uh, okay, we're totally off topic. I just wanted to tell my bad guys. Yeah, no, it was my bad. I kept getting into the sweeping and shit. Um, but yeah, just different cultures have different things. But Bloody Mary was one of the ones that I wanted to talk to. Um. I actually read this account of this girl who posted on the forum and she was talking about her experience with Bloody Mary. Um, she supposedly reported that she had done the Bloody Mary ritual. Um, I believe she was in a darkened restroom. Um, I don't think she... No, she did have one candle lit and she did her chants and she reported that she fa- saw a corpse-like entity standing behind her. And she was riddled with anxiety. Yeah. And one of the things that she reported was she felt a strangulation, like someone <gasps> was holding onto her neck. Okay, but how do you stop the You snap out the candle. That's what the candle's for. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what the candle's for, girl. I had no idea. That's I was okay. like, in my head, I'm like, how do you stop this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but pretty much, like, what it is that people get from there um, is like a kind of like a a strangulation feeling and it's really cool because like every culture kind of has that kind of like ghost so in japan they call her hanako san which is this little girl who haunts restrooms is it the one that kind of like the grudge with the long black no she actually looks really cute you want me to show you a picture yes she looks so cute i would not be scared of that but that's just their interpretation pretty much because I've only ever heard Bloody Mary being in a, a restroom. Right. You know, that's right. always a big, like, thing that people always talk about. She's always in the restroom. That's, for me, that's all I heard was her in the restroom. And so a lot of people have, a lot of cultures have restroom ghosts. Well, that takes us back to the conversation that we were having before we got into um, our podcast tonight. About me looking, not looking into the toilet before I was oh. peeing when we were... <laughs> Not necessarily mole people, but I was telling Brittany, I I went to a place called Fossil Falls yesterday, and I needed to use the restroom really, really badly, and I I, I had to take a pee-pee, 
and I had to pee so bad. So I'm a mom. I have two kids, and my last kid destroyed pretty much my lady bits, including my pee, and, and including my um, bladder, right? So I can't, like, cough or sneeze without forever wearing a panty stuff. liner. Normal mom stuff. Right. So I had to pee really bad, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go here instead of going out in the in the field. And I didn't look in the toilet before I sat down, and it was just basically like a hole in the ground that you pee on top of. There's like a toilet seat. And I was already peeing by the time that I sat down on the toilet, so I didn't look. And the whole 20 seconds that I'm there peeing, I'm thinking about something coming out of the toilet and, you know, destroying me from the inside out. I'm looking at my child like... I love you if this is the last time I see you. But it goes back to, like, the Bloody Mary and the Japanese um, having restroom-type horrors. Honestly, I feel like the most vulnerable that you are... Right. ...is when you're in the middle of a big old shit. No, but that really is. Peeing, pooping, pooping, all of that is, like, super... Being in a shower, like, psycho. All of that is super vulnerable because you are enclosed in this little room and you are so focused on bodily needs. And you can't stop bodily needs. Right, exactly. And you're you're not focused on like your surroundings. I don't want to be murdered while I'm in the pooper. If I fucking die while I'm in the bathroom, I will be so mad at myself. I would haunt restrooms at that point. I would just pissed. I would be so mad. Like that would be my haunting. I'd pee on you. (laughs) Some people be into that. You can't Mm -hmm. use it as like a Some people are into scat as well. Oh, you God. Lay down. It. Let me poop on your chest, please. If someone offered me a grand to poop on their chest, I would do it in a Oh, fuck. They could offer me $50. I'd poop on their chest. That's fine. That's me price. doing the action would not be a big deal. Would you it let would someone poop on you? It would be me receiving the action that I'd have a problem with. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no more potty humor. I'm so sorry, guys. These are like, these bitches are talking about Hi. poop humor. <laughs> Hi, we like poop humor. Here at Google we're, we're pretty free. We're very free spirits. Yes. Speaking of spirits. <laughs> okay, so that was the Bloody Mary ritual. Kind of really creepy, creepy. Next, I want to tell you about the shoebox telephone. I have not heard this one. I'm okay, this super one excited. is creepy. This one is super simple, and I like it because you can play it by yourself. Nope. I'm <laughs> I'm going to exit out of this conversation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you sit down. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, so pretty much... Uh, this is a way to get in contact with someone who passed away. Someone that you know or that you were close with. What? No. What do you mean no? People are so brave. I am such a chicken. If I lived, like, without anyone to monitor my actions, <laughs> you best believe <laughs> I will be doing every single you're, one of these. But like I said, you're brave. I am a chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty much all this does is that you're cre- creating like your own little kind of telephone to talk to the spirit world. Um, let's get started on ingredients. Are you ready for this? Yes. So the things you'll need is your phone booth, which is going to be okay. like your pretty much your way of communication. Um, okay. A closet will do. So you want something similar to a phone booth, something small, enclosed, dark. No. What do you mean no? I just I'm scared already. Okay. <laughs> You need your handset, which would be a paper cup or any type of... That scared me. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but something just scratched at my door. It's the cat. He's playing. No, it's Junko. Oh, Junko. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's, she has anxiety issues when she's not next to me. Oh. Anyway, so you need your handset, which is usually like a paper cup. Um, we recommend using paper cup or plastic cups because it's just like easier to set up. Um, next, you need your telephone box, which could be um, a particular shoe box. Um, any form of box with a lid is okay. Um, okay. I also read on Reddit people use different types of boxes. As long as it has a lid and you could seal it, you're fine. Um, you would need your telephone telephone wire, which is usually just a regular string, preferably the sewing kind, so it's easier to break. And that's very important that you guys make it something that you can break. Um, honestly, it needs to be about two to four feet. Should be enough. Um, you'll also need a needle as well. Um, scissors is a must. Um, some object or power, something, an object or some kind of thing that has memento value to power your telephone box. Um, it must have a personal connection to whoever you're trying to talk to. That's really important. You need something that's going to connect you to this other spirit. Something that it could find you in the sea of spirits, I guess. Um, one single sheet of paper and a pen and some sort of flat surface to, you know, write on. So, for the outbound call, you must wait until, this is something I noticed in a lot of rituals, you always got to wait until your day is over. Until you're about to go to sleep, when your subconscious is free and you're tired as shit, this is when you do these rituals. Nine times out of ten, this, everywhere this is what's going to happen. So, everything you're going to the day has to be done. Um, so, nothing, you can't have no electronics on. Um, you need to make sure that Okay, so you need to have zero distractions. This needs okay. to be a time where you're, you know. They say most of the time people have a feeling like this is the time for me to do it. Right. So when you're mentally preparing for yourself, you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to write your letter to the other side. This is going to be somewhat of a threshold. Um, and it's really important that when you do write this letter, you know, it's pretty much everything that you want to talk and speak to the other person. Um, if you've been trying, like all you're going to do is you have to make sure that you have zero distractions. Like I said, um, also the, there are some like hard kind of, uh, kind of problems that you guys kind of got to be careful with. Um, like I said, with one of the important things you do right before you sleep, um, when you're writing your letter, you need to make sure that it's focused on that specific person. So try to include specific kind of letters and stuff like like specific kind of words keywords kind of that okay. are going to connect you to the other person um don't erase any mistakes you made if you write a letter wrong you keep going do not remove any of these mistakes that's also something that they really emphasized when you're doing it um you only have one single sheet of paper and your draft is your final um draft that's it Okay. It's ink. You do not take that off. Always write with ink. Um, you'll never dial the wrong number because once again, these are all going to be connected through like right. your feelings and stuff like that. So make sure that you put the needle through the cup to make a string and you put the other part of the needle. So you're going to use two, one through the shoe box. Yeah. So pretty much you're going to make it that string connect to the shoe box. Okay. Um, pretty much all you're going to do is you're going to read your letter out loud into the phone that you have. You're going to read it. All mistakes. Do not read word for word what it is that you wrote in that letter. You're going to put the letter 
into the box. You're going to close the box. Do not close it hard. That's one of the things that they also said. You just kind of set the lid, let it rest gently over the box. You put your cup on top of the box. After you finish your letter, after you wrote everything that you want to write, you set it into the cup, what you said. And then you leave the cup standing on top of the box. And you leave the scissors on the floor next to you. Like next to the box. Okay. You're done. Now all you have to do is wait for it to ring. No. Okay. <laughs> so now oh we're going to get on gosh. to the inbound call. So the inbound call, all you do is you just wait for that phone to ring. Nope. And it's going to come to you in a dream. Okay. So you're going to be dreaming when you hear it. Um, this one I also read a lot of people have okay. dreamt that they either see the phone. Sure. And they said that I've heard reports of a red phone. A black See, phone. red is what comes to my mind and immediately. Red, like a red phone, yeah. like a red cup, Some a red said, solo cup is what comes to my mind. That's just because we play a lot of beer pong. Maybe. <laughs> just kidding. That, that could be true also. Um, <laughs> so pretty much, um, usually this happens between one to two nights. It'll either ring that night or maybe a couple nights afterwards. Okay. Um, all you do is after you dream, you will dream of the person trying to call you. And you will wake up from that dream, and usually it's in the middle of the night, and you know it's time to take that call. Don't turn on the light. Don't say a word. Just get up from the bed. Go to your phone booth. Um, is the box still closed? Good, with the paper standing on top. Amazing. Get in the closet. Sit down. Slide the door closed. With the paper cup still ten standing on top, you are going to remove it. Um, this I'm going to emphasize because I want to get into it before I talk about the bad one. If the booth... if ugh, A coast booth booth is particularly important in case the phone in case the ring comes after sunrise you need this the darkness so it won't work if you wake up let's say at five in the morning and it's right. light outside no you have to stay in a closed dark place if you find the box open or if you find a piece of paper cup knocked over abort the mission snap off the string do not take the headset anywhere near your ear i have read stories about people who the cup is knocked over and they still put it to their ear and they claim to hear someone whispering in their ear, which also leads to them feeling possessed. Um, yeah. That is how a demon attaches itself to you. Bad spirits attached to yeah, you. Yeah, no, Don't I, I can... Don't uh... do that. Wow. <laughs> I have um, never heard of that before. I am low-key freaked out. Yeah, use the scissors if you cannot snap the thread with your own hands. Trust me, it happens. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, otherwise, oh, okay. Otherwise, yeah. just sit on the floor and press the cup to your ear. Cover your other ear with your hand. Um, this will help you listen. Pretty much, you're listening. Right. Don't say anything. Don't talk to this thing. Okay. Listen. Hear what it has to say. It may take a while. Do not speak. Do don't move too much. Uh, keep covering one ear with your other hand and the other hand on the headset. Do not touch the box. People report an increase in quality after tucking the string ever so gently. This is fine, but just don't touch the box. Don't do it. <laughs> Remember, they're calling to they're calling collect. So if it goes through the shoebox, it must remain closed for at least a few months. Again, do not speak. Not even if you are asked questions. Don't do it. Not even if you're ordered to. You said you already said your your piece to the outbound call. So pretty much you already did your outbound call. You already said okay. what you wanted to say. These are just receiving. It's it's like a confirmation that yeah, they've pretty much you know. It's like wow. back in the old days. That's how you used to send messages. 
You look like I you're missing. I can't even imagine <laughs> what it would be like to be on the receiving end of like something like that. Yeah. My mind is racing right now thinking about like what would they say? Yeah. And like a lot of people report that. Like, thing. how can people be so brave? <laughs> That's what, like, has me. I, I think I'm pretty brave in normal terms, or in, like, I guess traditional definition, but hearing something like this is, like, otherworldly. Like, I can't even imagine having enough balls to to be able to listen to what might uh, you come You hear something pretty no. creepy? So these are just people's, like, accounts of what happened. No. Um, <laughs> So, okay, another thing I want to say, if you're going to do this, make sure you do not open that box for a few months. Right. Because you don't know what's in that fucking box. Okay, so... Can you... Do you have to leave the box, like, in... In your closet. Don't touch it. And then, how do you know it's time to, like, dispose of... You know what? I haven't really read anything. Some people say they just bury it. Um, Other people say that they burned it. I can see the burning, because the burning is kind of like a release of... Yeah. Um... So I was reading this one person and um, this person said that they like spoke to God, which I thought that that was pretty creepy. Um, My eyes, in case you guys could not hear them, <laughs> I looked to the side. See, but they're saying that it, they don't think it was really God. It was something trying to impersonate. Yeah, God they, because that, it that's what I off think of, of yours. Right type of beliefs so let's right. say you're trying to contact someone you have this thing coming through your ear. because god knows at least you here god knows <laughs> <laughs> who knows like that cup was probably knocked over and they still picked it up anyway trying to see if they were going to get a response leaving that part out of the story when they're sitting there talking about receiving something from you know this higher being that may or may not exist yeah, um, this person was talking about how his aunt did something similar to that when she was younger. So her way of doing the ritual was that she wrote a letter, same premise, and she tucked it underneath her mattress in her bed. Oh. And she slept like that. No. And that if the message, if the paper was still there, then they didn't get your message. But if the paper was gone, if the letter was gone, that night that you put it underneath there... In a few days, it'll I've reappear. Got anxiety. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My leg is like shaking. This is what Ghoul Girls is all about. No, I love it. <laughs> so pretty much, he said that his aunt had did that to contact um, one of her deceased uh-huh. relatives, and that on the letter that she received was just gibberish. Gibberish. So her original letter missing for the whole day was gone. Right. When she checked. Right. Like I think it was maybe three days later when she looked, it was nothing but scribbles that's on her paper that's scary that scared me actually i'm freaked out right now yeah that's Um, a little (laughs) so that one was really interesting which you know i thought that that one was like kind of the um creepy one yeah um another one that i thought was pretty simple that i kind of wanted to like talk to you about because um that was like the main one that I thought was really interesting that I really liked. Yeah. But uh, we have other ones, which were, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's called Charlie Charlie. No. Which came from a, it's like a Spanish pencil game. So pretty much the premise of Charlie Charlie is uh, 
kind of like a challenging kind of thing. It's a modern incar- incarnation of a Spanish pencil and paper game called... I'm going to purchase this. I know I'm Hispanic, but my pronunciation is shit. It's Juega de la Lapicera, la which means the pencil game. It's kind of like a magic eight ball. Um, the game is played by teenagers using um, held or balanced pencils to produce answers to ask to the questions they asked. Um, teenagers have played uh, played the game for generations in Spain and Hispanic America asking which boys like them in class. So it's pretty harmless. Um, it actually got pretty popular in like 2018, um, 2000 to like 2015 when it was played through like a hashtag called Charlie Charlie game. Um, I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, there's a lot of like YouTube videos. Um, it was actually started off really popular in uh, the Dominican Republic um, was one of the first like videos that they kind of traced it to okay um, that one was really creepy because you would have two pieces they kind of use it kind of like an Ouija board and they would ask it certain questions um, the two pencils um, you cross them like kind of like a T shaped mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, in sectors you write yes no uh, then you ask questions to a supernatural entity named Charlie Um I never really uh, heard where the name Charlie comes from. In my opinion, I don't think that Charlie sounds like a very scary entity. No. You know, I don't think I would be scared if someone tried to possess me and their demon name was Charlie. I would be like, get out of here. We we only bend for (laughs) Beezlebub, homeboy. (laughs) Um, Um... and it's, I just think it's really funny because people are so into this name called Charlie when it's mm-hmm. a Hispanic fucking game. And, like, I just, I just think it's funny because, like, there's no Mexican ghost I know named Charlie. No. But for some reason, like, I guess the Americanized version is Charlie Charlie. I don't know. Um, anyways, that was one of the scary ones that I saw. I saw a lot of, like, creepy videos for it. Mm-hmm. I would love to show you sometime, but I feel like I don't think you're, you're ready to, since I found out you don't like ghost videos. I'm just like, oh. um, that was one of the games. I'm I was, a chicken. I'm really sorry. I, know. I have to watch stuff like that during the daytime. When it's I'm going to start sending you some videos. You Send watch me them. some, but I just won't watch them after like 6 p.m. <laughs> She's like, oh, you send it to me at 8.15. Not going to happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it on red until tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, <laughs> this thing actually became really, really popular. Uh, they're claiming that people started dying from oh. the Charlie Charlie game. It became cursed, which is really crazy. In uh, May of 2015, four teenage girls were actually sent to a hospital in Tunja and were diagnosed with mass hysteria because they were playing that game. That's interesting. That see, that's the kind of thing that I think is pretty cool. Um, also, there have been reports of several exorcists that uh, promoted that the game caused spirit possession, and um, same thing in a lot of uh, there was a actually Muslim community in Jamaica that reported like kids would be playing this game and they became possessed by an evil spirit. Um, in April of two thousand seventeen, an East Libyan government banned the game, blaming it for six suicides. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's like a lot of psychological, um, I guess, trauma for people who do play this game. I say, play it, see what happens. Oh sure, yeah. 
<laughs> Got nothing else to lose, right? I mean, we're all stuck in quarantine, and I think that we should all try and communicate between these spirit games. Yeah, you know. You know, I think it would be fun activities. I feel like, wow, if there are that many people that have been, if the game got banned in a country. They banned Harry Potter in how many countries? Like, I guess, but I feel like that's. (laughs) It's a game. Extra. Like, that's so extra for just the game. Well, a lot of countries believe in, like, witchcraft and. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like, there are people who... Okay. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So, I... Okay, do you know what a a, a, a gin is? A gin? Yeah. No, like the drink? Um, no, 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 it's a gin. It's like a, like a genie, a supernatural genie. No. Um, Pretty much, okay, so this is what... One of the reasons that I was like... So, a gin is like... um, It's like a genie. Um, it comes out in a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, Arabian and uh, Islamic mythology and theology. Okay. Um, I was reading this article about how different like societies actually have task force in different countries to battle the occult and demons and shit like that. So there's special police kind of task I for- didn't even know that. Yes. that- oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, so in like, um, I think it was, I don't want to say the wrong one, but it was like, um, I think it was in Syria? I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. But pretty much they had a big pandemic where people were saying that they were getting possessed by jinns. Wow. And like, they were- you know, being all crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually developed a task force to battle wow. these people who were possessed. Like, really crazy stuff like that. Like, just because we don't have, um, I mean, just because we don't have that here, I mean, doesn't mean it's not real in other right, countries. Right. Like, okay, according to an, a survey undertaken by the Pew Research Center in 2012, at least 86 people in Morocco. 84 people in Bangladesh, 63% of the population, or these are percentages, so okay. 86% in Morocco, 84% in Bangladesh, um, 63 in Turkey, 55% in Iraq, 53 in Indonesia, 47 in Thailand, and 50% um, elsewhere in Central Asia, Muslim affirms, like, and Muslims affirm the existence of the jinn. So they all okay. really do, can you imagine, that's more than half the fucking population yeah. believe in this thing. Yeah, that's 86, that's a big percentage. So that's... people really do believe that this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. You know, just because our, here in America, we don't believe in that kind of stuff. Um, right. I think a lot of it is that we're so, like, electronically developed that mm-hmm. if we don't have proof of it on our phone or if we don't see it on our social right. media sites, we don't believe in but it. I feel like that's a big, like, pandemic of Americans in general. Yeah, Like, true. we just don't really believe in anything. I know we're horrible. We are really bad people. <sighs> we're the shitty. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so that was another one that I was wanted to talk about was the Charlie Charlie game. Oh, that's the really next cool. one that I really wanted to get into was probably my favorite, like that I've been so into. I'm telling you, I've been watching videos like nonstop. Like Let no. me ask you, okay, so do you dream about this stuff like after you've researched it? Um, 
So I actually have like a problem with my sleep. Um, I get really into the things that I talk about and the mm-hmm. things that I research. I end up having pretty crazy nightmares. Okay. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that seems fair. A few weeks ago, I had a dream that I was spitting out my teeth mm. and I was catching them in my hand. And I was trying to rearrange them back in my mouth. <laughs> but I didn't know how my teeth were supposed to be set up in my mouth. And I was just struggling to put, like, a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. You know? I've also had dreams of, for some reason, I would have a dream that I was in a theater. And um, I would be me and maybe, like, six other people in this giant theater. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember the guy with the top hat. Kind of, like, old 50s, 70s vibe kind of going to me in a really tall hat. And I just remember looking at the screen and I just see a woman's legs oh being covered in like a like kind of like I want to say like a rose like the stem of roses okay and she was bleeding mm-hmm. and that was just a dream that I would have over and over and over again wow um I would have my night terrors if you guys remember when I started yeah. getting really into the Ouija board um uh, which is something I probably won't do again because it did not work out good for me if you guys want to hear about that story just go back to our Ouija Tales episode where I talk about that because that was something I'm to this day it's still one of my biggest like I joke around a lot and I you know act really silly but that is probably one of the things that like really like impacted you impacted me and yeah like really made me kind of do these kind of things mm-hmm. really drove me because if it's something that you mm-hmm. can't explain you want an explanation for it I still to this day try and find explanations for everything I'm pretty sure you do yeah um but it's just you know I want to I want to know what's going on, you know? Right. Um, anyway, so to answer your question, I do dream about this stuff and it haunts me every day when I try and go to sleep. But in the end, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I could fight a demon, baby. I don't care. It's so funny. <laughs> it's all about sense of humor. Yeah. I think that's why I haven't gone crazy yet. Yeah. Or maybe I'm crazy now. No. No? Okay. No. Anyways, back to my favorite game that I'm trying to convince Gina to... No, it was a good question. I liked it. Liked a lot. (laughs) But I'm trying to convince Gina to do this ritual with me. Well, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear it. It's called Red Door, Yellow Door. Um, It's a scary paranormal game to play at sleepovers or wherever you're hanging out with your friends. The ritual is also known as Black Door, White Door, or Doors to the Mind. One person acts as a guide and put you in a trance-like state and lead you through doors and rooms in your mind. That's okay. all it is. Simple enough. Um, to play this game, you need at least two people. One is the guide and the other is the subject. Other people can sit and watch quietly. So you can have more than one person there, but it's a two-player game. Okay. Step one, the guide sits you down on the floor, cross-legged with a pillow, um, with a pillow on their lap. You lie on the ground with your head on the pillow and you close your eyes. You raise your hands in the air and try to relax. Your eyes must be kept closed throughout this game. The guide starts to massage your temples with their finger in circular motions while chanting red door, yellow door, any color door. Over and over. If there are other people in the room watching, they should chant too. Step four. When you feel yourself slipping into a trance, you can see a room or doors in front of you. Lower your arms. This is a signal for the chanting to stop and the game will begin. Step five, the guide asks you questions, sorry, the guide asks you questions, getting you to describe your surroundings and prompting you to open the doors. Whenever the guide asks you a question, you need to answer it. 
It's very important. Here are some examples of some typical questions the guide should ask. Are you in a room? Describe the room. What colors are the doors? How do you feel about the purple door? Open the purple door and go through. Some advice. If you encounter people in the rooms, you may, it may be wise to not interact with them. Usually they turn out to be evil or try to trick you. If you find a room in yourself full of clocks, leave immediately. Clocks can trap you. Rule three, oh, that's scary. Um, you can go wherever you want, but it is better to go up than to go down. Sure. Lighting things and light colors tend to be better than dark things and dark colors. Right. If you become trapped in a room, you can try and wake up or you will be trapped in the trance state forever. A little scary. <laughs> yeah. They say if you die in the game, you can also die in real life. If you encounter a man in a suit who makes you feel uneasy, you should end the game immediately. In an emergency, if you are unable to wake up, it is necessary for the guide to shake you roughly until you awaken. You must, like, always try to wake up. That is, like, one of the most important things. Um, this is really in interesting because I have only heard about this being more of, like, a psychological mm -hmm. experience. It, I've heard spiritual stuff and stuff like that. But um, this is actually something that a lot of psychologists kind of use something similar to this to get you into that sleep state, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've seen quite a few videos of people who actually, like, played wow. the game. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, it's, it's pretty, like, it's pretty standard. It's not, it's not too high risk of a game um you could be in a trance forever but <laughs> that sounds a little high risk it's i haven't really heard anyone like i've only heard like experience of people or seen videos of people who do it and honestly it doesn't look that bad okay <laughs> seeing a man in a top hat seems kind of creepy the clock room you have to be careful with the clock room yeah purple door no you go through the purple door Seems a little um, specific. I feel like True. it's a little too specific. <laughs> okay, look. It seems like a fun game. Um, pretty much, it just helps you to unlock uh, people. Okay, I've also reported, I've read a lot of stories about people coming out of the experience and they feel a lot better with them, their minds. It tends to clear their mind. I can, I can see that, but the whole like... Don't <laughs> Like the scary people. Right. Like, make sure you wake up thing is kind of... Okay, that's just like the, it's the schematics. The schematics. <laughs> the schematics. The schematics. <laughs> I don't think that's an Italian word, but I'm making Italian. <laughs> um, look. I think that's the part that makes it kind of scary, though. That makes it feel like it's high risk because you're... Yeah. You make sure you wake up. Make sure you wake up. If you get into the room with the clocks, make sure you get out of the room with the clocks. <sighs> if you run into the man with the top hat, try to wake up. Those, that, that seems like it's taking the risk of just walking through doors, trying to process I, things I mean, to a whole new level. you would want to know the risk, though. I mean, they tell you just... But can you imagine if, if this game has been played by more than, like, say, five people, and they all report a purple door. You go through it. And then they all report rooms with clocks, and they all report a man with a top hat. That doesn't just seem like a psychological game. Okay. Like, that seems kind of fucked up, 
Just a little bit. This is my theory of it. Unless so it's you see the implanting. room with the clocks, right? You see the room with your clocks, right? I feel like the clocks represent never having enough time. That's why it tre- it tends to like kind of you lose sense of yourself so you don't know how long you've been asleep, thus inducing your trans light state. Remember how they talked about the light side of things and the dark side of things? Yeah. We always identify light side things with being good. Right. So it's another psychological thing. So you want to go towards the good stuff. Maybe those are where your good memories are. Let's say someone's like, you know what? I'm going to be a bad boy. I'm going to go to the dark side. I'm pretty sure you get psychosis. Into, that would be like yeah, psychosis. You know, you would experience more negative. Right. And other, you know, instances. For me, the man in the suit with the, the coat and the hat... It always brings me back to the one thing that I have known in my life and other people have shared it to me is the hat man. You guys remember the hat man? Pretty much it's this entity that so many people have reported seeing. Like, you've never heard of the hat man? Mm-mm. The hat man is like this kind of like an entity of... It's like a ghost that a lot of people have seen when they were younger. Okay. And they describe him as being tall, broad shoulders, a large top hat. Okay. I've seen him when I've been younger, when I was a little kid. I know friends who've seen and had that same experience. People on the internet have always reported about seeing this big hat man. Maybe the guy in the suit is everyone's hat man. Okay. You know? I think when you go into your brain like that, your brain... Right. The mind is a very, like, strong and powerful thing. So I think when you do this whole, like, red door, yellow door kind of thing... No, sure. It really fucks with your subconscious. So maybe there is a paranormal aspect to it. Yeah. Or maybe we're all like projecting our crazy uh-huh. beliefs onto each other and we're all having the same visions and stuff like that. It's the same thing with dreams. Like right. people who do lucid dreaming and they see yeah. shit in their fucking house and we, me and Gina both know about that. Yeah. So like that was just, it's just a game that I feel like it's not for, it's not too high of a risk. Especially because yeah. you have like your guide. I think, you know, for me it feels like the pressure of having to re- to wake yourself up yeah. makes it feel high risk to me because if it's not something that you can naturally just kind of like um, evoke True. like your waking self from yeah. that it, it feels high risk because like the first thing that my mind goes to is like being a vegetable for the rest of my life oh god I would dude I would rather die I than be do. a vegetable for the rest of my life and I think that's what like gets me Yeah, is if you have to um, remember to invoke waking that it's not natural. Okay, I feel you there. I could see your like, like kind of disdain for doing. But right. that's also why you have a guide. Yeah. A guide is the guide is to help you through this. I guess I'll have to watch like some videos on it to I see what I can. You. I will send you some videos. Yeah. I saw this one of this kid. Um, he's doing I guess with his cousin. There were there were thousands of few people recording it too, and so she's in the red door, yellow red door, yellow door, and um he starts talking to someone. <gasps> Like, he says, he goes through, he says, okay, I'm going through the red door. He's like, I'm at the beach. He's like, I see, I think his name was, like, Juan or Carlos or something. It was in Mexico. And he goes, I see Carlos. He's like, what are you doing here? And he starts talking to him. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I missed you. And you see him go like this. And he's hugging something. And he's like, I missed you so much. He's like, where'd you go? And he's crying to this kid. I mean, just the way, look, I have goosebumps, look. No. Just the way that he was talking yeah, about yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah. And the friend's like, who's he talking about? He's like, it's Carlos. He died a couple a couple years ago. That was his friend. You remember he was talking about him in the restroom before we did this. 
He that was him. He needs oh, to wake up. Shit. And so they trying they were trying to get him to wake up. And so finally they started shaking him really hard and finally he woke up. I mean, this kid had the look of fucking terror on his face. If you would have saw this video, look, I'm telling you, I have no, chills. I, I'm just, she, her arms he are covered. So terrified. Oh my gosh. And there's certain things where I can pretty much call bullshit. I watch a right. lot of scary videos. I mean, right. I'm on this thing for like seven hours a day at work and at home. This is the shit that I do for a living. It's my passion. You can kind of, you can just tell when someone is genuinely scared. Right. You know, and that kid was genuinely scared of whatever he saw when he did that subscon- subconscious oh, play. Oh, wow. So, you never know. I'm panicked. I'm like pulling on my... <laughs> it's okay, guys. Well, that was what I wanted to present you with, Gina. Oh, um, that, those are amazing. They're good, they're good little games, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Everyone also... Thank you once again, guys. Give a warm thank you to Gina. She, I've been Yay. keeping her locked in my basement so she can't leave so she can do more <laughs> episodes with me. Um, anything you want to say about this episode, Gina? You want to conclude? Um, no, I am... Um, Are you going to play any of these games? No. Oh, she said, she said yes. I heard everyone said yes, right? I said yes. As long as I can do it outside of my home, yes, I, I will come play. here. I don't have no kids. Uh, yeah, as long as I can do it outside of my home, I would be more than willing to. And I'll to. sage you before you leave. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will. But no, actually, you know, I like scary, like, I like spooky things. This, like, is... It's probably a little bit pushing your comfort zone. No, no, no. This was an amazing experience. Like, even though we're, we're, we're all, I'm only learning about it, like, just learning about it enough was, like, an amazing experience. Like, nice. I, I didn't really talk if you guys could hear, like, very much in the episode because I was genuinely, like, taking this information in and really trying to process it on the back end. You did a really good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad so. to have you. I will not mm. press you to do any spooky games with me until... I get you drunk enough to do them. <laughs> no, I'll do them. Um, maybe I'll we'll do an Ouija board if you're down to play. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's, like I said, as long as it's not in my house, I don't really care. I've been trying to do the Ouija board. I'm going to lock the door and we could, we could totally do a live stream it maybe. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be cool. It would be really cool. We'll do yeah. like a little Google Girls live stream Ouija board playing. Yeah. Um, once again, Gina, thank you for coming no, with thank us. Thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> Also, guys, if you want to go ahead and follow us on Instagram, we're Google Girls at Google Girls here on Instagram. We also have a Twitter. Um, leave us a nice review on iTunes. We really need it. Mm-hmm. I could appreciate. I will appreciate all those reviews. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any spooky stories or if you guys try any of these games, let me know. Send me a DM. I want to hear about you guys' yeah. experiences. I really like them. I love reading all this spooky ghost stuff that people send me. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know what else. I think that's it. I think that's it. Well, bye, guys. Stay spooky. Bye, guys.